Hey, this is Peter from Two Mike Minimum. Just a disclaimer, this is episode three. I know we mentioned that this is episode two, but we had to record an emergency episode in order to respond to some beef that another podcaster had with some things we said in the first episode. So we pushed this episode back. It's a bonus episode three. We're going to start uploading new episodes every Thursday, so check us out on Apple, Spotify, and SoundCloud. In other news, if you are a comedian yourself or are just around local comedy scenes, we'd love to read your crazy local scene story. You can send stories to us to our Gmail, minimum at gmail.com, and if we like the story, we'll probably talk about it in an episode. Anyway, I hope you enjoy this episode. Stay woke. Hello, and welcome to the second episode of... To, to Mike, Mike minimum. minimum. Our timing was so off. We <laughs> timed really, it and everything. It was really Dude, bad. Let's do it again. Second, Ready? Uh, all right. All sure. Right. Welcome to To, to Mike, Mike Minimum. Minimum. Why'd you emphasize the mic? Just say it normal. All right. All right. Okay. All right. One more time. Ready? Welcome to To Mike Minimum. Minimum. That's all going that, in. Yeah. No. I'm not editing any of that out. <laughs> as you shouldn't. I mean, it was mainly your fault yes. the first two takes. So. Yes. We're only on our second episode, so we should have our shit together by now. So. Should, but we don't. Okay. Uh, yes. Welcome to To Mike Minimum, the comedy news that you don't hear about or might not even care about, but we care about it, and we're going to make sure you I hear think it. You made a grand sum of saying we care about it. I don't think <laughs> we care. I think it's just that we're trying to monetize ourselves. <laughs> Oh, don't don't set us up as sellouts just uh, yet. Sean. I will. I, my goal is to sell out. Like yeah. I will gladly. I will shill anything. Right. I have a new system on my on the side podcast I do called the Big Berry Podcast. Yes. If you give me five dollars, I will say whatever you want on the air. <laughs> I, that is my new thing. And yes. uh, if you want to just Venmo me five dollars. Yes. Uh, if you have a manifesto that's uh, sitting around somewhere on a Google Doc, uh, send Barry five dollars, and then yeah, I will. I'll read it. I don't care. <laughs> he'll re- he'll he'll spend thirty minutes of his podcast reading your manifesto. Yeah. So fuck the New York Times. You don't need them to publish yours. Well, it's failing and it's fake news. It's so. failing and it's fake news. Big Barry Podcast, the realest news in town. Yep. How is your week, Sean? It's been a week. It's been a lot of uh, a lot of open mics, a lot of comedy, a yeah. lot of podcasting. Uh, how many mics did you do this week? Uh, I'm up to five, five for this week since Monday. That's so and today's Thursday, and I'm. I think five a week is a good number. Oh, see, I I usually do like nine. Yeah. Um, so I hate myself. Yeah, I've heard. I mean, you know, it's like if I I'm out here grinding. You gotta gotta get on that grind. We, you know. We, hey, we out here. We, we out here grinding. We, we out here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I did. One, yeah, you did the one I always see, the one you always do. Yes, and I did a very rushed plug of this podcast. Yeah, it was not a good plug. See, I plugged mine at the same mic, and it was perfect. I, <laughs> we did it at the time where the host was making fun of people or comics starting podcasts. And yes, like, yeah, that's that's us. To be fair, he didn't. He was the reason why I decided to start this podcast. He was like, oh, he could do it, I could do it. Yeah, I mean. You just have to have the equipment and think you have a 
bright enough personality that people want to listen to and you're golden I, I think you just need the equipment honestly I mean, just the equipment and willing to talk for well yeah and the delusion to, to think that you have because everyone who does this they think like oh yeah people would love to listen to me for <laughs> however yeah no, you hours. have to be a delusional psychopath yeah. to be in comedy and to do podcasts and to do podcasts yeah. and there's uh, a reason why a whole lot of them got me too is they're all just psychopaths <sighs> who thinks everybody wants them yep yep um that's is this where you wanted to start the podcast, right? No, get, I like get into how, gender I, I debates. Do, I do like how every time we do a podcast, like even uh, check out our episode of the Big Berry Podcast where Sean interviews me. We 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 touch upon every topic from Bill Cosby to Israel Palestine to abortions. Yeah, which, pretty much. We're, um, we are as problematic as you can get, <laughs> as as you can get for two straight cisgender white males. Yes. Uh, anyway, uh, I was sick for the past two days. Mm-hmm. We got a little uh, case of the sniffles big cases i mean i don't i don't really i don't really get sick i never get sick yeah but when i do like get sick it's like i'm literally dying it's like i can't i can't go anywhere i I can't move i just i spent oh my god i forgot to turn off my phone yeah oh Oh, no no. if all that interference comes through it is entirely on you and we're not restarting okay (laughs) well uh anyway uh yeah i mean i was i was so sick to the point where it's just like i'm just gonna spend all day um like browsing through Facebook and Twitter and just not care about yeah, no, just proving myself at all. I know, <laughs> you know I can tell because you're always active on the Facebook when I see like, oh, he posted these things. So he's uh, he posted this bullshit. But, yeah, God, I um, hate. I I hate I hate people. I hate being on Facebook. I'm only on yeah. it because it's only it's how I keep in contact for mm-hmm. my comedy things. And I just see all these psychopaths who post like, who gives a fucking? I think we talked about this last week, but I'm just right. so. Shut the fuck up. No one cares. But no- I'm not a psychopath. You think right. you post annoying shit too. Uh, you do. Okay, but there's a difference between me trying to like work out just bits. Do it and- on stage. Don't do it on Facebook. Well, I mean, so many people work out bits online. What's the big deal? Because it sucks. That's why it's annoying okay. to see. That's that. These are my problems. Uh, anyway, yeah. Okay, but but anyway, there's a difference between that and and people who are who are just like you know. Um, for example, as we talked about in our last podcast, yeah, talking, you know, talking shit about a woman who rejected them and yep. complaining and crying and like yeah. threatening bad things towards people. Or Those be, are the like or being put into a group chat by a third party, and then when I leave that group chat, this guy talks shit about me in the in the chat, despite the fact there was other people that knew me and showed me what he said. Ooh, I can't, spilling tea, yeah, spilling I'll say tea. A, a comic who I don't like who doesn't like me mm-hmm. and uh you know i was in this group chat for this thing and i left it and then the minute i did he comments on like like oh like he's this guy he he sucks he's just i i he's a piece of shit act fact most people in the comedy community around here hate him but no one's willing to say anything out loud because we're all pussies let's mm-hmm. uh yeah anyway this is what every scene looks like from the inside a lot of people bitching about each other and hating on each other <laughs> yeah no that's exactly it yeah so it's a it's a lovely time but anyway we're gonna get into our, our first story let's get into the subjects yeah i don't think i'm gonna add intro music i well, mean that's, maybe that's I why i added in my, <laughs> i'm adding it in. any any intro music we have is gonna right. be added by by sean barry all right lead, so, lead us into the story yeah, our first story is from off the hook comedy club in naples florida uh this happened around uh may 20th i mean this is gonna be so dated compared to when i uploaded it happened it. in late may Let's it happened in late may uh, you, also, you could just say it happened. It, ha- it happens. Uh, the headline is, Florida man calls 911 
after comedian Ahmed Ahmed's Middle East joke makes him uncomfortable. Now, first and foremost, I firmly believe in calling the police every time a comedian sucks. I think that's, that's fair. It's an attack. It's attack on your mental sanity. But in this case, this guy was just a racist. Yeah, this was very bad. Yeah, by the way, Sean Barry really believes in heavy comedy regulation. And oh, I do. I believe it yeah. should be. I'm a, I'm a I'm a comedian socialist. <laughs> I, I don't believe in socialism as a way of you know governance, but I believe it in comedy. Yeah, he believes uh, big state control big over st- it should comedy be controlled clubs. and regulated. Who's allowed to do this and for how long? And like the, the sad part is like I don't really disagree with you. Yeah, yeah I, like if there was New York State Department of Comedy where you know you had to get a you license, had to apply for a license, you get a learner's permit for few years yeah. you go you put up your best 10 for a panel of judges whether you're allowed to keep practicing if not find a new profession yeah whoever cuomo points to his panel of comedy yeah, judges obvious comedies are <laughs> comedies are yeah and then you siphle out so many Imagine garbage you to, people if, if you had to pay 20 dollars fee to, to apply for the license right yeah 90 percent right there just yeah bam. gone Exactly. That would free up so many open mics. But anyway, with this story, so uh, we both um, we both saw the video or the, we, the we, 911 we both, call. We both tee-hee-heed over this video. Over the call. Uh, basically, it's like the most uncomfortable white guy. <laughs> it's his most like stereotypical, like, who's the guy who would call the police when you saw a person of color? Yeah. Like, you don't see his face, but you hear his voice. Yeah, I so, mean, his, his whole demeanor is just like... Here, let me see if I can get a solid impression of him here. yeah. yeah. Oh uh, hey, uh, how you doing? Uh, I'm, I was at this comedy club, right? Mm-hmm. That was me doing the in person, the the dispatchers, the mm-hmm. So I'm yeah. at this comedy club, right? And this Middle Eastern fellow, I I did not buy tickets to see him, but I did uh, get free tickets, so I wanted to see him. <laughs> so I saw him, a Middle Eastern fellow. He asked in the crowd, "Who hears Middle Eastern?" And a bunch of hands went up, and. Yeah. He said, we could form our own terrorist group together. He, he, he. And I just did not think that was funny. Yeah. A-plus impression by me. Um, Why aren't you- I, I will say he sounded less twangy and more just like, um, yeah, I don't. There was a twang. I, I it, just, though. yeah, you know, there's a Florida twang, but he just sounded like, he just sounded like one of those really pushover like dads. Like one one of those people who just like, <laughs> yeah, it's just a classic, just racist guy. Yeah, um, but essentially, I think Sean summed up uh, the first part of it, where so this guy goes to a comedy show and obviously has free tickets because the reason why there's a lot of Middle Eastern people there is because it's, it's like Middle Eastern comedian, it's a Middle Eastern comedian. Actually, he's not. He's excuse me. He's an American comedian yes. of Middle Eastern. Yes, descent. that's uh. There, there we go. We're fucking. We're woke on the Two Mike Minimum podcast. Oh, uh, we are until we get into your alt right news. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Anyway, he he asked like who's Middle Eastern, and uh, he said that like people from Iran, people from Iraq, people from Pakistan were raising their hands, and um, what he said and. Ahmed actually said this was a misquote, which is true because we saw the video. Yeah. Uh, the guy on the 911 call said that Ahmed said we could organize our own little terrorist organization. Which is very funny for the record. Is that, <laughs> which, yeah. like, it's no different when I ask who here is in a fraternity and asking who who here who's here to commit another date rape. Those are jokes. Yeah. Funny. Well, just you, making people uncomfortable like that. Welcome is, to comedy. People yeah. get uncomfortable by it. Like Also, punching down on frat guys is always funny. Oh, yeah, yeah. Punch, <laughs> it's not punching. I hate the term punching down for the record. Really? Yeah. Well, that's just some bullshit liberals made up, honestly. Like, you shouldn't punch down. Comedy is comedy. It's jokes. No one gets hurt by them. They're your words. 
uh, I think when, when people use punching down, I think they mean like, are you punching down on like the right target? You know? Yeah, but uh, that's that's bullshit too. Because like, it, like if you, it should be spread amongst everybody. Like people are like, oh, because you see a, a white guy making fun of you know like shitty comedians who make fun of like uh, Black Lives Matter and stuff. Like, like yeah, all right, I get it there. But like I noticed, but like I hate it. I hate the term in general. Yeah, I I, I because just, it's it's so, like anything. It's used as a crux to get people to be like, that's not funny. That's not funny uh i mean i just see it more as of like whoever whoever the audience is going to sympathize more with is normally the group you should avoid punching down or the person really it doesn't even have to be with like race or whatever it's just like you know for example like oh are you gonna like make a really harsh joke about a guy who got like crippled in an accident or something like you, you can make a funny joke uh like around that or in a way that isn't essentially like you know, hitting someone while they're down. I think that's what people mean when they say yeah. punch down. I guess. But, I, like, I, think, yeah. I think it's just a crux people use yeah. as a way of defending because they get their own... They, they get yeah, triggered. I mean, you know, I think it's uh, like, as it is with... Like, like, best comedians, like, Bill Burr's most famous bit is, why can't you hit a woman? <laughs> like, that's literally his most... Fam- one of his most famous bits, and it's hysterical. Like, that's, that's just what I think. It's like, when people frame it that way... It's yeah. like that in theory, yeah, he is punching down, but he's left. well. There's more nuance to Bill Burr than like the open mic comment, who's like, "We should abuse women." You well, know, yeah, that, that's so. also just you're just a bad comedian. Yeah, yeah. Um, so let's just keep rolling. So like, what? So what he actually said, what he actually said in the video is, um, "Are there people of Middle East descent?" People clapped, and then he said, "Hey, it only takes one of us," which was fought, which was a joke, and it was followed by a pause. And then he said, to tell a joke, guys, to tell a joke. So there was, like, misdirection there. Yeah. Uh, and then he turned it around again saying, uh, seriously, lock the doors. <laughs> you know? Exactly. So funny, guys. So, um, and apparently he said in the call that he responded to Ahmed's joke with, yeah, and the paddy wagon is going to be outside to get all of you. So he was, like, threatening to oh, call so, the police. Yeah, he was heckling, of course. At the show. And I don't know. It's unclear what happened after that. I'm sure, like, I'm assuming he played the guy it off. Just, as... the guy just left and then called the cops, <laughs> my guess. I think I loved that. Towards the end of the call, he, he was saying, he was like, uh, I'm not sure if you're the right people to talk to about this. Yeah, he was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah he, he opened with like, is this the right department? <laughs> is, it, is this the Department of Comedy? <laughs> the depart- Does Florida have a Department of Comedy? Oh, I, yeah. Like, you literally hear the dispatcher's voice being like, all right, I'll send someone. Yeah, the dispatcher's just like, I, no, not really. I think I but... have to, right? Like, I, yeah. I think it's my job. Yeah, and then, like, at first, the, I thought the dispatcher was weird because, you know, he would say like, oh, this made me feel uncomfortable, and 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 she was like, "Oh yeah, I I, I understand that in this climate." I'm like, uh. but then I kind of thought they're probably trained to like make people feel. Co- yeah, no, their job feel- their job is is like you they get a shit ton of nine one one calls a day yeah. to the point that they're just like zombies. Yeah, my, they're not. Gonna- my brother worked as one for a little bit, and like he just said, like you just hear the worst shit constantly. So it makes sense. I, I never blame a dispatcher. Yeah, they're not going to be like you got offended by a fucking joke. Pussy. Yeah, I'm gonna be great. Hey, Bill. This guy's offended by a joke. Oh, where your wife got stabbed? Why don't you call the wambulance? <laughs> Here it comes. Wham, 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 wham. God, learn how to take a punch. Um, so anyway, after that, <laughs> the cops show up to the the comedy club because he was doing a, a show the next day. Mm. And I think it was the same night, actually. 
Uh, I think in the yeah, video yeah, because yeah, I think yeah. he had a, an early show and a late show. But okay, yeah, yeah, no, you're and probably, this was in you're between right. was in between the shows, and he actually took a uh, took a video, took a video outside with the owner of the club, I guess, uh, the owner's wife, I believe, and yeah. then the two police officers who came, and, and and the police officers were just like, I don't know why we're here. The police officers <laughs> were like, oh, come on, I should be stopping. I should not yeah. be stopping at crime. I should be eating donuts somewhere. Yeah, they told him in the video, yeah, don't change your set or anything. It's, yeah, like don't worry about it. The police did actually request a video of his set from that night, you know, to make sure he wasn't starting it. Yeah, you don't, don't, <laughs> you don't, you don't, you don't say fire in a yeah. in a movie theater, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But Ahmed, I don't really know the comic that well, but he was yeah, I, played I, it I, off in a really friendly way. He like seems a, like a really it, nice guy. Here's the thing: in 2019, this could actually be really good for him. Like, yeah, you could play this yeah. off. Like the, it, New, the New York Times was calling him. He said in like another video. Exactly. I saw. Like yeah. this is this is this is America. You can exploit a tragedy or yeah. something bad for you for lots of money. Yes. Like you can go like, oh, Jimmy Fallon's calling. I get to go up and do do a ten, or yeah. something like that. So, if so anything, you there you go. So Con- I'm saying is start calling the police on your own sets. Right. That's what you should be doing. Uh, congrats, Ahmed, on your Netflix special you have now. Oh, it's no. coming. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> no, you're very, you're very funny, Ahmed. I, I'm acting like he cares about this. Yes. Um, oh, he's, he'll never hear this in a million years. But I <laughs> imagine imagine if like this guy's suspicions were right and this guy was. Oh, actually- if he got it right, dude, like he would be <laughs> so fucking jazzed. <laughs> it's like every now and then like a racist profiling does yeah. work. Yeah. Like he's just a t- and, and then and then like everyone on the far right starts hounding this incident. We, we, we like, got one. See, see, we're always right because of this. Yeah, the one example. But you know, like, that's like what politics is, is like finding one instance when you're right and fucking touting it. Yeah, and forever. exploiting it until you know people lose their shit. <laughs> but I'm just like, but like no, but 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 seriously, like imagine if he was right and <laughs> there was a ISIS insurgency. ISIS at is, Off the Hook Comedy Club in, oh, in I mean, Naples, makes sense. Florida. ISIS obviously would have an open mic uh, tryouts. Yeah. Um, just because like the, the concept of having a terrorist insurgency. But then again, maybe it's not so stupid because it's the last thing you'd expect. That's true. I, it would be hilarious, though, if like just an ISIS video came out and it was like them talking behind a brick wall. Yeah. <laughs> and there was like a, a giant ha-ha logo in the yeah. background. The chuckle shack. Like, you know, America will bow down to us. They, they they gets interrupted because it's the, somebody's dropping the checks at the uh, <laughs> for the two drink minimum. <laughs> the waiters are setting up the drinks and all that. Um, I'm I'm very surprised because he he's a nice looking guy. Like you look at him and you're like, yeah. Peter, are you are you just learning about how racism works? That it, it <laughs> people what? don't like he's a nice looking guy and because he's a person of color, somebody called the cops on him. No, I mean I get it, but um. I guess I was going to like go off into another point on why I think or why I think that just because um, I've been to I've been to so many of these shows where uh, this is comedians towards audience members where they'll find someone who looks scary yeah. and has like a beard or something mm-hmm. and they spend the rest of the show calling that person a terrorist. Oh, yeah. No, that, that's a classic <laughs> move. This happened to my friend. I was do this. I was doing a show with this comedian uh, who was headlining, and my uh, the comedian starts making fun of my friend for being a terrorist. He's Filipino. Makes sense. He just has a beard and looks <laughs> scary. That's yeah. the only. <laughs> yeah, that's the only reason. And then and then this happened uh, recently at a show. Oh, I, yeah, no, you were there. 
Was it? Uh, it was uh, Gina Bisconti and okay, Aaron, yeah, yeah, Aaron yeah, Berg, yeah, with the, where they like they they like singled someone else and like called him terrorist throughout the entire. Oh, night. I wasn't thinking of that one. I was thinking that there was a very bodacious woman in the crowd that they were uh, <laughs> making lewd comments towards. No, but so at this show, like I don't know if it was Gina or Aaron, but one of them like just accused this guy of being a terrorist. I, I I come up to the guy after the mic and I asked him like what his ethnicity was. He's like. Oh, I'm Italian. Yeah, like, makes sense. Like, there why? were a lot of, there's been a lot of Italian terrorists. To be fair, <laughs> but I, I, I I'll, I'll go on record. I hate Italians. Uh-huh. Uh, I, that that uh, just can't Honestly, stand them. I was in Munich for uh, a bombing. No, uh, for Oktoberfest. And the one thing every other nationality could agree it was that the Italians were the worst people. <laughs> like it was like a, this weird cultural bonding thing yeah. between the Germans, the French, the Russians, the Middle Eastern people. The English, the Americans, we're all like, man, you know what? Just being an obnoxious asshole, the fucking Italians. Wow, that's how you bring the world together. Well, again, hate the Italians. Mutual <laughs> hatred is how all these things, is how people. Yeah, come pretty together. much. Like we could, we could create ninety nine percent world peace if we just say fuck Italians. If, if we all agreed to just commit <laughs> one final genocide, a final solution, if you will. Yeah. Then we could have finally have racial harmony in this world. Yeah. So, who's your pick looks- to kill off? Can't Which say race? Yeah. Which race? Can't say Italians. Sean. That's my pick. <laughs> not. Um, no, we're not doing this. You're... Yeah, no. it, riffing works with you. Yes and me. Oh, oh, we're gonna go. We're gonna go that route. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you got a yes and me. You, uh, you could pick a. You could pick well, a, a it's non-offensive it's, it's a question, race. so it's not really improv. But how does a question not improv? I'm on the spot asking you something that is hoping to incite something funny. Yeah. All right. Okay. Great. Okay. You're great. Just trying to prove how not yes, racist. Great topic for the. Uh, what race do I think should do die you, for Peter world Clark peace? Deutsch, first of his name, think should be genocided off the planet? Uh, how about? Uh, trying to think of a. You want to say Jews so badly? No, I am a fellow Jew. I can't. <laughs> They've been through enough. <laughs> This is fucking stupid. All right, fine. We'll move on. I'm not going to just talk about a race I want to destroy. I said you want to. I said you had to pick one. There's a gun to your head. Right. Yeah. Uh, well, how about we leave that answer for for the Patreoners? See, you know, you know, you know it was a really easy one. You could have yeah. said Australians. Uh, yeah, they are pretty racist. Yeah. So, see, I, you know, <laughs> but you kept going with all the races you actually wanted to kill. You racist. No, I was trying son to think of, of like a really, really tiny race so I could kind of weasel my way out of this. But nope. Anyway, yeah. Segment number two. Segment number two. So. Anyway, we need music. So, so, Sean. Yes. Are you tired of male comedians saying sexist, racist, homophobic things, or just being straight assholes? Well, I'm not sure that you listened to the last two minutes of me talking, but clearly not. No. (laughs) Anyway, do you wish there was a mic where you didn't have to deal with these types of people that make up 95% of the bottom tier comedy circuit? By golly gee, I do. <laughs> well, are we being sponsored by Blue Apron? <laughs> <laughs> I fucking wish. Uh, well, there's a mic in Hollyhoke, Massachusetts called Mass. Massachusetts called the Lady Haha Open Mic. That, according to this article, provides comics with a safe space, which I feel like in the comedy community is a <laughs> <laughs> dirty word, dirty word. <laughs> Well, it is a dirty word because it's so... Comedy comes from being uncomfortable. Yes. That is literally what humor is derived from, is making yes. fun of fun bad things that happen to you. 
and uh, like that. I I get I get what she's going for. If he's like, there are a lot of dudes in comedy, and there's actually a, a list online. I think it's called Gold Open Mics, mm-hmm. which are particularly for LGBTQ and women. Mm-hmm. That just lists like which ones are just for them in the New York City. But yeah, I mean, I think as we get into this, you'll kind of realize it's. I, what I realize it's oh it's more just saying like fuck the psychopaths and like creating a space for that one psychopaths but Fair, I, I, I do w- agree I wish your, we I wish we can get rid of the psychopaths yeah you know I'll, I'll probably bring this up at the end as well but like I'd fucking love to perform at a, a mic that promotes itself as fuck all these hack men doing these hack jokes problem is we're those hack men though <laughs> no we're not we're, those. A, we're a little hacky yeah we, we like, both not- have we both have porn jokes Okay. We both have uh, uh, what's another classic one? Uh, we've talked. I don't about have a t- Tinder joke. You don't have a Tinder joke? No. I feel like I mean I've never used Tinder, so that's why. But well, I'll get you on Tinder after this. Um, he is single, ladies. No, but what I'm saying is, all I feel the single like, ladies. I feel like imagine you know I'll bring this up at the end. So essentially, this this mic happens every second Thursday of the month, and it's I believe it's I mean it was it was kind of vague whether it was exclusively for women and non-binary people, but it says um, you know women and non-binary people can practice their routines in a safe, comfortable atmosphere. Oh. See, I hope it is just for women and non-binary people so a trans black man can come in there and make so much just noise. <laughs> like, just be like, I'm being kicked out? <laughs> I, I wish you I, can't outwoke me out of here. Yeah, I know. I, no, I, that is fine. I get it. It's because the average open mic on the best case scenario is a 70-30 split men to women. Like, that is that is the best case scenario. That's a reach. <laughs> no, I know. I, that's why I said. But I'd, yeah. I'd say on average, it's it's the best case it's scenario. Nine, but it's, it's a nine, fucking reach. Yeah, on average, I'd say it's ninety-five to one to point five. There's a half a woman, and I don't mean that in an unwoke way. I mean it's literally somebody cut a woman in half uh, with a knife. Yeah, um, it's like a it's like a magician's trick. Yes. Yeah, so that, this, that was a joke I was going for. <laughs> I realized how unclear it was when I was uh, telling you. Let's talk it. about mutilating women in this article about I have safe a, and comfortable. I do have a mic. lot of jokes about mutilating women. <laughs> do you? No. Okay. Well, I cool. do have. I have the, my serial killer jokes. Cool. I have so many sound bites of Sean saying awful shit that I can just use to blackmail him. Now. Yeah, all the stuff that's super out of context, <laughs> though. Like, it's always missing the setup yeah. of I don't believe this. Yeah. But statistically, <laughs> all right. So uh, this mic was started by comedian Jennifer Miskouts. Miskowski. Miskowski. She says there's a lot of misogyny in comedy. No shit. No shit. Uh, as well as was that misogynistic of us saying that to her <laughs> response? <laughs> no shit, cunt. <laughs> oh, this is definitely a guy who said that to her face at this point. Oh, definitely. I mean, there's definitely like some, there was some like really angry guy who shared this article on Facebook and was like, I'm being discriminated against by this. Yeah. Why can't I go? PC SJW woman. Yeah. Why can't I go in and talk about how I hate women at this mic? Uh, There's a lot of misogyny in comedy as well as racism, transphobia, and homophobia. It makes it unsafe for people who are maybe not white and male. Uh, Miskowski said it was common to hear threats of violence disguised as comedy and cited an instance when a fellow comic asked a single, single woman in the audience to raise her hand. When only one woman did, the comedian said, 
Uh, trigger warning, by the way. Don't, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> this is a safe and comfortable article, Sean. I'm going to give the warnings okay. when they merit. Fine. I mean, this is upsetting to me. Like the comedian said, I mean, like, yeah. that's okay. We'll all take turns with her after the show. Like, yeah, but like, oh. that's just another shitty comedian. Like, oh. again, this and is, the audience laughed. Oh, of course they did. Because it is, it's, yeah. it's shocking and it's vile. And that, that triggers, la- like, I've laughed at some yeah. horrific things I don't agree with, but because you hear it and you aren't expecting it, your impulse is to laugh. Like, that's... that's have, you, what ha- have you laughed at a comment like that, though? I've laughed at a way a guy phrased, a white guy used the N-word once. That was not, I was not, like... <laughs> I think I, I just, know that instance. Yeah, you you know that instance, but I wasn't happy that I laughed, but it was just so shocking that it, I just giggled. Yeah, but I have never heard. I've never been in a mic with that specific example she's giving, but I yeah. mean, I, there's plenty of like dudes who are just prowling for women at these things, which, uh, if record is, as we said earlier, not a good place to meet women. It really isn't. I, I mean, if you're expecting it, to get laid at an open mic, it's not. You better be gay. <laughs> <laughs> Even then, good luck with that. And then it's like there's no gay people there, but uh, uh, I might get laid from an open mic soon, sort of. Really? Yeah, one of the like lady who used to come to the open mics last summer we matched on tinder so that kind of counts so well (laughs) i mean it's not directly she found me funny and that uh and then she's like yeah i'll I'll hop on that on on tinder did she say on tinder like yes yeah yeah, i I, I won't explain my uh, my (laughs) dating to you uh tune in for for part two next week on two mic minimum well that's the thing is like a lot of male comedians do get laid after their top like touring doing well comedians get laid from comedy yeah i mean if you're just a fucking you know if you're chris D'Elia, big, you're, you're getting yeah. laid like if you're a big star then like people i mean i feel like people want to have think, sex i mean if you're a big star yeah i if guess you are relatively clean and kind of funny and you're hanging out after the show women will come up to you and have sex with you there's a comedian we <laughs> yes we say with no, oh, no empirical I, evidence oh i have empirical evidence I can't say the names because we know this person, but well, not of our from ourselves. Just oh, not I totally, I totally, I totally agree with you. Not from my own personal experience. I totally agree with you. It's just funny being like, yeah, you know, you just got to hang out and get laid, and it's like we were not expert. This has not happened to either of us. Yeah, no, I it will happen to me one day. God damn it. I, I believe in myself. Hey, if you do it enough, it's gonna happen. And, you know, it might not be the love of your life, but it'll be some random woman you bone. You still believe in love? No. <laughs> yeah. That's what I thought. Um, yeah, no, I, but we've we've definitely, like, you know, we we've, we've, we were at a mic where someone just said something, like, horribly racist. Yes, uh, and it created an entire incident, and uh, it was awkward. Yeah. And then uh, we just... It all calmed down, and then we kept t- going back and telling jokes. But we recovered. Um, yeah, essentially, someone said something not okay about black people directed towards a black comedian. A black woman comedian. In the who, audience who was not happy, understandably. And it's just... Yeah. This is... I mean, this is why like, I chose this article, just because like, I think, you know, in the last podcast we kind of like talked a little bit jadedly about like oh there's psychopaths and there's all these like fucked up I think people it, doing this is just gonna be a running theme of us talking about psychopaths and comedy. <laughs> but i i think there's definitely a huge effort to really push for scenes that can branch out and I, shield themselves from i understand these wanting a safe uh, scene to do comedy but also mm-hmm. at the same time when you do that you're also laughing in an insular circle and so if you get on a show that's not safe anymore, you're going to bomb. Because I found that as a problem, too, where I'd be killing in front of my friends, 
and then I go in from a different audience, do the same exact jokes, and oh shit, they're not good. Yeah, I agree with that. At the same time, I don't think a comedian's gonna nail every audience. So it might be bad in terms of like finding your exact style, but Yes. Well I think it's just that when you get a room that's quote unquote safe or like thing you're getting like a, an early pass, you know, you don't have to win over the audience because they're already won over. Like I think that's that's detrimental to you as a comedian. Yeah. Uh, Let's uh, keep reading the article. Uh, I agree with that. Uh, Grossman said that about 20 people generally come out for the open mic, which is a lot. Yeah, fuck that. (laughs) Which is a lot. Uh, By the way, this is hosted at the Holyoke Hummus Company, which I'm not sure if I mentioned that before. It's a Middle Eastern cafe. Okay. Um, God, how much hummus could you eat at an open mic? (laughs) (laughs) Dude, I'd fucking love to chow on hummus at an open mic. You want to chow on hummus, like just... So today, <laughs> well, not on stage, but just, but just in the audience. Eat, hummus stays in your mouth for a while. Well, and wash it down with some water, right. and then yeah. Okay, this is how we solve problems. All right, yeah. <laughs> this is the creative problem solving. Um, uh, there were between forty and fifty people at the first one in January. Double so. fuck that! If you have forty people on an open mic, cancel the mic. <laughs> it's never going to be replicated. Well, yeah, ever you're, again. you're going to do what two minutes each. Well, I don't think they're all comics. There's no way it's all comics. Oh, I think that was the implicate. All right. There's no way there's 40 and 50 people coming out for an alt mic. Yeah, an alt female mic. I think it's just because it's a cafe. And yeah, I'm sure people... she pushed amongst her friends or whatever. Yeah. Okay. So, um, a fellow female comedian, Holly Givens, said, Open mics that feature women comedians tend to be much more open and the comedy is of higher quality than the open mic, which is subjective as shit. Yeah, that, that's pretty biased on her part. But I think there might be instances where she's not exactly false. <laughs> well, no, I think, it's, I think it's just that you get the break of not having to hear 101 dick jokes. Yeah. Like that, which is fair, but at the same time, like, you know. Um, and you know, at the same time, I don't think women are completely, um, immune to just being hack. Like we've definitely seen a lot of, there's this basically running theory now, like a lot of women, you know, they they don't, there's, they haven't developed the female hack yet because women in comedy is sadly a kind of a newer thing, at Mm -hmm. least in the stand-up scene, but it's been so male dominated. Like in terms of top female comics, right? There's a a handful people can most people can honestly name like we can name a bunch because yeah we're fans of comedy but like if you go up to a person on the street they'll say like sarah silverman right amy schumer right uh then then you'll probably hear a pause right like <laughs> he's like yes and they a male uh, comedian they're gonna say chappelle louis uh aziz mm-hmm. mulaney uh 101 com- comics yeah i mean that's a good point just because i guess there's not a lot of this comic ripoff in terms of female comics whereas like you go to like an open mic it's like oh here's a 101 different louis ripoffs you know yeah, there's like there's so many more people to rip off for men compared to women so i guess like women are more free to like really own their own style which is what i believe what you're saying yeah yeah so i mean that's that is a you know valid point uh if you want to make the case <laughs> an a female open mic is of much higher quality i mean i definitely think that i mean i don't i've never been to one you've been to one i know yes i have been uh it was not much better this <laughs> is an open mic is still a fucking open mic i don't care mm. what anybody says yeah uh, yeah I want to keep reading. Uh, Yeah, that's a good point. So she said she uh, appreciates the forum because a lot of men use sexually charged material. Um, Here's the thing. Sexually charged material, though, 
like sex sex sells to a certain extent. And I'm like, I get there's a difference between mm-hmm. you know, like some people have like sex jokes, kinky things, like mm-hmm. but also you know, like that's something to talk about. Everybody can relate to. Yeah, it's the it's the it's the easiest uh, hack. I'm ripping off this comedian topic, also. Yeah, like, <laughs> so I totally get it. Yeah, I think I'm projecting a lot of myself onto this article because, like, I'm just so jaded from open mic comedy. And you don't even do as many open mics as I do. No, no. Yeah, but I mean, I imagine you must be just as jaded. Uh, I'm jaded, but I think it's like like I'm like a jaded cop. Who's waiting to get his pension to steal a Bill Burr joke for a second? Oh my god! Yeah, I don't know. I, I I've gotten to the point where like I also because then because then when you do get somebody who's really funny, it's it's good. It's fun. It's fun to do. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, I think uh, I think as long as you feel like you're being original and really honing your own style and really like creating something that you feel good about, like that's that I think is the best feeling no matter where you're doing comedy like i've done open mics where i bombed but i was like you know what the way i delivered was i thought was really on point so i'm really happy with myself yeah because sometimes you yeah. bomb not because of anything you did but because of what they did or like yeah. you bomb just because there's no one there or bomb because <laughs> like i mean i've literally done open mic to a room of just the host yeah same yeah uh, i did that at the stand once i was like last of 30 people in a bucket and I was like, hey, Gene, what do you want to talk about? Yeah. Want to hear these jokes I did last week? Okay, here we go. <laughs> so I think, you know, there, there's there's definitely bias you, you can put into all these opinions that people have in this article. But yeah. I think it's interesting to talk about because we talk about I mean, I, I all the it, type of news. I think it'd be cool if they had like an all-female open mic in Westchester here. To see all which will which would be five attended female comics <laughs> that we five know five comics. I'm trying, I'm trying to think if I can actually think of that would go. Um, I know I know can think of certain male comics who would complain about it. You think of ton? Yeah, like I'm being discriminated. I'm being against. discriminated against. Anyway, come see me at this show. I know a comic who contacted another friend of ours, wanted to get on her LGBTQ show, mm-hmm. and his reasoning is because he's had sex with a trans woman. He he's he's LGBTQ. <sighs> Like he's I feel like I know this person. Oh, you do. <laughs> I feel like I know exactly who you're talking about. Alright, you want, we'll finish uh, up this article here. Uh so some patrons said that they had never been to the open mic or even the restaurant. Uh they said they came because they had heard about the open mic and they were there to support local people and businesses. Uh they said that they had seen other people do stand up, but Miscoutsy and Givens were more personal and their topics were more relatable than many other comedians. So you you can't make a Blake in statements. Yeah, uh, but also like that this article has a certain bias too, because yeah. also like it'd be nice if we could see what the jokes they're saying too to mm-hmm. back it up one way or the other. But But I do think like for the bajillion gazillion, you know, normal open mics and the bajillion gazillion annoying men there are in comedy, like yeah. it's nice that there's like niches that are being carved out and yeah. you know, they're not they're maybe that's like doing this you know, doing just this open mic isn't gonna be the way you're going to improve yourself as like a really great comedian like if you just do that exclusively but it's it's a nice little niche in the huge comedy circuit that is here yeah yeah i've uh, i've uh, had an idea to do a show at a sorority where i i would host it but it would be all female comedians i'd call it sean's angels yeah like that's my turn that's my <laughs> yeah it's funny because you, you do look like you could oh you'd be the guy to first look at me yeah it's every 
ism. I think I said that's the last podcast. Yeah. Every ism is you just assume I am. And yeah. Then you find out I'm super. Yeah, I can. See, I can see you holding like a giant wad of cash and have like five rings on, and you're like, yeah, eh. you got a sweet medallion. Yeah, yeah. All right, I want you doing a tight five tonight, honey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I think we kind of talked about the idea of of a safe space, open mic, and yeah. I. You know, I, I don't think like, like, for example, I do agree with you. Like, I don't think you can exclusively have a safe space for comedy. Um, I, I definitely in like the arts in general, for example, when I took like a, a dramatic literature class in college, my professor was like vehement about being like, I'm not going to do a trigger warning. Yeah. Because like, you know, you can't do a trigger warning for life for for a play and have it be just as effective. How about this? I saw a guy get decapitated once in fuck. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, the guy was on a motorcycle and this bus rammed right into him. Head came clean the fuck off. Uh, oh. Life, life does not give you tr- <laughs> life does not give you warnings, and that's why you're here with me. Oh yeah, like, like I said, very jaded. How old were you? Uh, this was like five years ago. Oh fuck. Okay, so you were. It was twenty. Okay, damn. Yeah, like I don't know, like you get used to it eventually. <laughs> sure. Do I see him in my dreams every night? Yeah, yeah but I just ignore it and drink. Yeah. <laughs> go to open mics do comedy yeah but for example like uh, i think like theater for example like it's a lot of theater is very provocative and you can't really have a trigger warning like for example you you can't have a trigger warning for hamlet and have it be just as cool like by the way hamlet's gonna get stabbed and it's gonna be they don't have a trigger warning for lion king which is just hamlet yeah yeah, yeah, but exactly, last I checked, so. uh, I've watched a lot of parents die in Disney movies. <laughs> like then it just it experiences you to life. Like I understand trigger warnings in certain scenarios because there's things that are very traumatic for people. But at the same yeah. time, like it should be the onus be on us to let them know. Yeah, I mean it's a I I don't want to like downplay people's trauma, so it's like I can take like a middle ground. Um, the, 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 I think yeah. there's a middle. Some people like yeah. I remember I saw a trigger warning warning once, and it was yeah. like. It was like a, a video of a python eating an alligator. And I'm like, who's triggered by this? <laughs> I was once an alligator. I lost so, so many of my friends to alligators. <laughs> um, Story number three. Anyway. We're at 45 minutes. That's perfect. Okay. Well, probably this will probably be our last thing. You cut off my music, though. Um, well, this is what people want to hear. Well, guess what? Uh, episode three is going to be better. All right, fine. Every episode is going to be talking about how the next episode is going to be better. I'll read anyway, the, I'll read this article because you did the first two. Yes. All right. Stoned versus drunk versus sober. A monthly comedy competition in Austin, Texas. By the way, this isn't an article. This is just like... <laughs> well, I'm reading the thing. Okay. I have your prints out here. I'm doing, yes. I'm doing my on. fair Go share. On. We're Go par- on. We are partners Continue. Stone versus drunk versus sober is a stand-up comp- comedy competition featuring three teams of comics that try to answer the question... What if comics got stoned, drunk, or sober, and then gave it their best as they perform on the edge? Uh, next show will be June 29th at the Fallout Theater in Austin, Texas. Yeah, so you know, all of our listeners are going to f- run out to that. Oh, definitely. Will, will this podcast even be out by then? Um, it should be. Should It'll be. definitely be okay. out. But anyway, I, I guess for the last 15 minutes, we'll talk about, as one Reddit user put it, gimmick shows, even though I don't really like the name gimmick. They're more it, like... It is a gimmick. You know, it, it is a gimmick, but it's like, you know, like alternative style comedy. Like this is a comedy competition that's like that, where they essentially just have teams of comedians where they get one super drunk and they get one super high. Not sure if that's legal in Texas, but... No, everything's, <laughs> everything's legal. Um, and then one that's just sober. 
And essentially, I, I, I find this competition funny because I just think whoever is on the drunk team is going to automatically win the support of the they crowd. They did this at uh, the pit a couple of weeks ago, actually. Hmm. That's exactly. It was, I'm like, yeah, like here's the thing. Most comics already go up stoned or drunk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, and it's not really like, oh, we're at a disadvantage. I did a uh, comedy competition late last year where uh, the whole gimmick is you do a shot before you go up and eat each yeah. round progressively. And little do they know, I'm a borderline alcoholic, so I was completely fine the entire time. I did like eight shots. They were pretty watered down, to be fair. Hmm. Yeah. Because it's a safety hazard. The only problem, I mean, I haven't seen this, and I don't think I, I will, even though according according to like their website, they're trying to expand this show like all across the country. Like yeah. there's one in Louisiana. I mean, like I think it's cool. I just think there's like, it also depends on the audience, but like I, we saw a trailer for this and like... You know, the first clip is just a guy being like, fuck yeah, you bitch shit, like just drunk and like the yeah. audience was loving it. I'm like, that's just what's going to happen. Like yeah. the audience are going to like really gravitate towards the people who's like you figure the incapacitated. Audience is, the audience is also going to be drunk and high. And then the next clip is a guy who's like really neatly dressed in a collared shirt and he's like, well, you know, so yeah, <laughs> like, good luck. You better, you better work some fire material if you're gonna yeah. win win this crowd over like some comedians entire gimmicks are being drunk and high like doug yeah. benson his entire gimmick is mm-hmm. being stoned the entire time yeah burt kreischer is drunk every time <laughs> and shirtless and shirtless <laughs> um so that's that's how i feel uh, about the show where it's just like an audience is gonna really be uh riled up by the person who is under the influence or something and then like the sober people but i guess that's what makes it fun is that yeah, just like the sober a- people have to really work it yeah, it's a show, yeah. and you're really just trying to go off as off the rails as you yeah. can. Make sure everybody has a good time. It's not about winning or losing. There's no winners and losers in comedy. We're all going to get that Netflix special. No, we're all losers. <laughs> we're all lo- we're all losers. Like, Netflix is slowly. I don't know if it's dying, but they are canceling so many things now. They're canceling all their yeah. TV shows, but I think their stand-up thing is still going strong because it's so cheap to produce. Yeah, and there's no shortage of comedians. There really isn't. Ideally, there would be. <laughs> uh, in the late '90s. Yeah. Yeah, slash early 2000s, there was a shortage. Uh, That was during the um, crash, right? Yeah, well, they just called it like the comedy depression or whatever. Like that's, comedy depression. It, well, because there was so there was such a boom of comedy yeah. in the late '80s, early '90s. Uh-huh. Because there was, everybody was copying Seinfeld and all those guys, yeah. and then it crashed because they, oh, so many comedy clubs opened up to accommodate it, and then everyone was like, "Well, these fucking comedians suck," so yeah. all of them closed, and then they kind of. Yeah, then they started turning becoming more alt scenes and stuff. Like, yeah, that's how you like you know just apartment shows and shit like that started springing up everywhere and like musical mm-hmm. comedy, like I suppose it's just straight up stand up. Yeah, and if if you Google comedy depression, you'll you'll find a bunch of pictures of comedians lining up outside soup kitchens. Yeah, <laughs> trying to get a meal for themselves. Cause All the ones my uncle actually did stand up in the late eighties. Yeah, really? yeah, he toured for a little bit in Texas. Oh, wow. So yeah, I have no idea if he was any good the, or not. In the jeans, he's, probably not. <laughs> maybe, I don't know. <laughs> he was, he's, he's pretty funny. It, it's crazy, though. You hear stories of like people who realized... Like, like the way people saw stand-up at that time was like a way to make money where they were just like... Like wow, there's like this like great business opportunity. Like tell jokes and they'll well, pay you like two hundred dollars. I listened to yeah. this uh, podcast. I think it was a I think it was a Marin episode. We were talking to Brad Garrett, and in the nineties, uh, sit like TV shows would give out holding deals to comedians. Where like they're like, all right, rather than make your show, but if in the meantime we're just gonna give you a hundred thousand dollars for the year, <laughs> that's it. It was just a holding deal, so they figured yeah. out how to make their show. And these so many comedians got this deal, <laughs> where was you were getting paid for doing to do fucking nothing. Yeah, 
man, I want, that, I want that deal so badly. Man, we were born in the wrong generation. Oh, if I, I was saying if I was born like, let's say, eight years earlier, my my general whiteness, like, oh, I'd be a, I'd be I'd be golden, baby. Oh like, yeah, we'd we'd be killing it. I'd be like a nice mid thirties. We'd be taking right advantage now. of systematic oppression. I'd be making. I would have made so many sweet nine eleven oh, jokes. Yeah. <laughs> I could have timed it so right. <laughs> But anyway, so, so someone asked on Reddit about gimmick shows, and he said, how, how do you feel about shows where it's like, eat hot wings, then do a five-minute set? Okay, or, again, I just do that open mic sometimes, <laughs> by accident. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, I, I guess this one's just like a hot pepper challenge where, and then you do stand-up. And at that point, it's less about the stand-up, and it's more just watching someone suffer. Yeah, well, I think it's, <laughs> I think I mean, you gotta mix it up. Like, we have, we've literally been yeah. lamenting about hack comics all, all day here. So like by mixing them, just having like I would love if we did that Lucy's one week. I have I have also yeah I have like no issue with any of these shows. I think they're really cool. I mean every now and then yeah. I see I see a dumb one, but like for the most <laughs> part I think it's fun. Someone responded saying there's a there's a comedy or consequences show uh, where you have to have the audience throw ping pong balls at you. Uh, <laughs> needless to say, the other comics tore me up. Every punchline, every bit was a fucking mess. Absolutely <laughs> one of the most embarrassing and fun sets I've done. It was awful. I'll do it again. Yeah. No. Uh, that I mean, was, yeah. I wish I wish it was more polite to tell people that, that they sucked. <laughs> there was there was more what? It was more polite to tell people that they sucked. <laughs> they sucked. Let me say, like some days you suck. The worst um, is some some comedians don't realize that they sucked. So you were thinking about it, and you're probably right. How you just throw ping pong balls if someone tells a bad joke? Yeah, I was just thinking it as like they have a giant vat of ping pong balls, and you just take them and you just fucking you just throw them at the comedian. See, I, I think we go yeah. one step further. We get a uh, tennis ball shooting machine, <laughs> and we just unfucking load. <laughs> James Crowley, talk about yeah. talk about music one more fucking time. Yeah, <laughs> just like you got your your goal is to knock out the comedian. Yeah, and if you do, you get two extra minutes or however long they didn't do. And if you kill them, you get to you get a ten minute set on on a show. <laughs> yeah, you get a feature spot. Yeah. Um, but that actually did remind me that one of my comedian friends from Binghamton when I was at school there had the idea of doing an alt show that was dodgeballs. So it's the same thing as the ping pong balls, except you just give yeah, them. Yeah, but you have to do that. That's a little harder, I think. You have to do it outside. Um, why? Because it's a dodgeball, and that's just going to go everywhere. <laughs> yeah, wait, like, well, I was thinking of like just, the foam just, balls. Like the, even like that, the, do you know how hard I can whip a dodgeball? Yeah, but the foam balls, they don't bounce it around everywhere. The dodgeballs, they'll, they'll right. go everywhere, but like uh, the foam balls... All right, you did not, did not play the same level of dodgeball that music. No, I, I think... Was able to, I was getting that shit to bounce, whipping it. I was curving the bullet. With like the foam? Oh, yeah. Okay. Um. Plus, I would always <laughs> aim for the head. Even though my teacher, teacher always told me... I hate, no headshots. All right, classic all right, <laughs> classic pussification of America. Like, there was an article that came out this week all about like how being picked last in dodgeball always lead to like inner sadness and i'm like inner sadness like fuck them dodgeball is an american institution the one period of gym i I will i will give you the red rubber ones should be outlawed because that will genuinely fuck some a kid up but the foam ones are fair game it's i I feel like people are just indifferent to dodgeball now it's just no it's it's all the fat kids who didn't want to actually participate in gym and exercise who are like "Mm, i don't want to get hit with a ball well, so, like the government, re- they had fun. When I remember dodgeball from my high school, it was just like you were either really into it or you were just like some like artsy kid who was like standing on the side and was like, "Ooh, I yeah, don't want to." All the artsy kids are the ones who write the articles now saying we need to ban dodgeball. But I never got this sense that they were like upset about. Oh they no, were just, they, they they internalize all that pain. 
I just got the impression that they were like, whatever, I'm just going to like talk with my friends and yeah, God, like stand know. in the corner where I'm not going to get assaulted. Yeah. <laughs> oh. a, I did. I yeah. did beam a girl in the face once and broke her nose. <laughs> what was, the fuck? Dude, man, I had a pigeon arm. What are you talking about? <laughs> you can't just you can't just be like, oh, pussification of America. Dodgeball's bad. Anyway, I fucked a girl's nose up once. All right. Hey, do you have any concussions I've suffered? A okay. Lot. A lot. You bounce yeah. back from it. You get yeah. back up. You get back on the horse. Yeah. Yeah. So right. This is why Republican dads love you. They're like, yeah, they yeah. do. It's like, yeah, I do think like, yeah. I you get t- it. You, you tough uh, scrapes and bruises and help, you know, fix you up. No one's getting paralyzed from dodgeball. Yeah. I mean, I, I would say I agree on a surface level. I mean, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> there's, there's some games that are dangerous. We used to play in, uh, we were middle school. We used to play kill the carrier. Uh, yeah, that game is fun. Until my friend Nino got his uh, skull cracked open. Oh, what the fuck? We were killing the carrier. <laughs> I mean, you were going to, it looked like. Yeah, that, 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 we had, that, that got it banned. Oh, no. Then we had to play two-hand touch, but it turned into two-hand shove real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It turns into violence real quick. Um, Do you have a dodgeball game? Slide into my DMs. I, don't know. I haven't played dodgeball in at least a decade now. We should do a Lucy's dodgeball. That'd be fun. Like a little, I would love that. Yeah. <laughs> That's nothing to do with stand up, yeah. but like we could find just a, a black top and just. That, I'd be so down. Like I think it would be fun to just like do something active instead of hiding away in oh. the dark corners of the it, Lucy's it's so, open. It's like. so sad. I'm the most fit person at Lucy's most weeks. Are you more fit than me though? Like remember, I did sports too. Oh, I'm definitely in better shape than you. All right. I mean. <laughs> oh yeah. You wanna, okay. I just I came from the gym, baby. To do this I mean, podcast. you probably. I mean, honestly, you probably are. I don't work out that much, yeah. but I wasn't. I, I was like, hey, listen, you can beat me in an endurance run, and that's about it. If you want yeah. to do like, even like, but if like it's a hundred meter dash, I'll give you a run for your money. Really? Oh, yeah, dude. Damn. All I right. Was, yeah. So <laughs> tune in, tune in to see Sean and I do a hundred yard dash. I might take you up on that. I'll do, yeah, I'll, I'd do that if we get a video component. I wasn't, this yeah. F- yeah. I would I, honestly like I, so I, when I started doing track and field, I was a sprinter, but yeah. then I transitioned towards jumping because I was better at jumping than, yeah. than see, when sprinting. I did track and field, I sprinted and I, did, I was part of the four by one relay. Uh, what was your um, split? That's what it's called, right? What was your split time? I have no idea off the top of my head. I, I did focus mainly on the throwing, but I was part of a four by one. Yeah, I, I did. We won like three races. Oh, yeah, we, nice. We were like, so we, there were so many kids on our track team. There was the A team, the B team, the C team, and the D team. I was on the C team. My 100 meter time when I did it, I did it once in college because my track coach put me on it and I was kind of mad because I was like, I don't sprint. Yeah. It was uh, 12 seconds, which is pretty. Yeah. It was not like the worst time, but compared yeah. to other sprinters, I think I was like, bad. I think it was like 14. Yeah, I'll I'll I'll, yeah. I'll fucking kick your my, ass. My, my forty though was like, like a low five, like like a five point oh one, mm-hmm. which is yeah, because I did all we had to do forties for football and stuff. Yeah, but yeah. If you gave me like, I'm not gonna do it today because it already worked out. But <laughs> if you give me fresh in the well, morning, yeah, honestly, all right, we will we will record a sprint between the two of us. Yes, and see who wins. Yes, we'll we'll find we'll, a camera we'll do, guy. We'll do, we'll do we'll do sprint we'll, for you. We'll have a bench pressing competition for me, and we'll find a third. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna do we're gonna do an entire decathlon. Yeah, we'll do a decathlon. It's just in your favor. So we'll do a sprint, and then we'll do uh, lifting weights. Then we'll do dodgeball, yeah. arm wrestling, real wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> Sumo wrestling, like uh, I don't know. Yeah, I think that's just me beating the shit. <laughs> just be- Listen, people like me are the best represented in the world. Do you know who the heavyweight champ is now? Uh, no. Oh, Andy Ruiz, baby. 
Look up a photo. Cool. Of, here, I'm looking up a photo of him right now. I don't care. I'll pull my turn on my phone for this. Okay, cool. Yeah, well, this is important. This is what people want to hear. About. <laughs> this is just it's this, me, the fuck, static. No one gives a fuck about the comedy at this point. Yeah, no one. No one gives a shit about our Andy Ruiz. Uh, he was this guy, local boxer in Jersey here who uh, DM'd a promoter to get into the fight because this other guy, Anthony Joshua, who was the heavyweight champ, his uh, opponent, I can't think of all the top of my head, he got suspended for PEDs. So the fight was the fight was off, but they already did all the promotions and stuff. I'm like, you can't just cancel the fight because you're going to lose a shit ton of money. So like, all right, fuck it. We'll have this guy come in. It'll be a tune-up match for, uh, for him. And this guy is so fucking glorious. Like, he is uh, the most beautiful man I've ever seen in my entire life. Uh... There, where, there it is. Here. And look at look at that body, man. Look at that. Look at that body, everyone. Yeah, that, is he? Is you he people the... can Google it at home. He's the guy standing over him. Yeah, beating the shit out of a chiseled wow. Greek Adonis. Wow, look at that body. He got quite a gut right there. He his warm up meal was a steak and three Snickers. Yeah, you could you could rest your head comfortably on his belly. Yeah, he's, got, he's got he's got he's a beautiful chunk. <laughs> Beautiful chonky boy. Yes. So Hold anyway, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> it's very important to me. <laughs> no, it's it's important you you express all your passions, your hatred towards the pussification well, of America because of dodgeball. The, I think that's the happiest I've been was these last twelve minutes talking about anything other than the comedy. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, yeah. We should. <laughs> we were supposed to make this podcast to, to make ourselves a little less miserable. And well, it, we're all, it, so we're gonna, yeah. now we're gonna have a race. Yeah. Now we're gonna have a race, right, and we'll, we're gonna we'll place your bets, everyone. One, um, two people. Yeah, I'll as t- of now, all two of our friends are listening. All to two this. of our friends, um, James and Frankie, place your bets. Yeah, you guys, <laughs> they're not even listening to no, us. They, they, they agree to listen to my solo podcast. For like two, two. Yeah, two is a lot. Two that's is a, a lot. Yeah, it's a so, two mic minimum. Um, uh, there we go. That's okay. We're at the hour mark. You want to wrap up? Yeah. Um, so anyway, thank you for if you gave the first episode a chance. Thank you for giving the second episode a chance. By the way, if you want to follow us on social media, you can follow us at Two Mike Minimum on Instagram and Twitter. And also, we have our own email now. So if you want to send us any comedy-related stories to open mics or shows or what's going on in your scene... For $5, we will read anything you want us to read. Yes, but also if you have a story you want to share, that too. But then <laughs> send us, we'll read it for free. Send us you can send us a story for free, and yes. if you have a joke or something bad, you, minus any real racial epitaphs, yeah, we'll read it on air. Or we'll, you can you can also just sponsor the podcast. You want us to promote something, promote yes. a show, yeah. we'll do it for five dollars. Yeah, uh, email us at two mike minimum at gmail dot com. There we go. I'm thinking about how to monetize this, baby. <laughs> yeah, I got to monetize our fifty fifty split of this podcast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the two fifty we're gonna make. Yeah, man, <laughs> it's better than nothing. Yeah, you can follow me, Peter Clark Deutsch, on Twitter and Instagram. Just type in my name. You can follow Sean uh, I'll do on my own. social media. Yeah, yeah you, you can, can do. Your you own. guys can follow me on Instagram at BigBerry63. And if you like hearing my voice but fucking hate Peter, you can listen to my other podcast, The Big Barry Podcast, on Spotify, iTunes, I guess Apple Podcasts now. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you can get a podcast, SoundCloud. Uh, that's just The Big Barry Podcast, and you can email that at thebigberrypodcast at gmail.com. Yep. So, anyway, uh, hope you had a lovely car ride home if you're listening to this in the car or had a lovely workout or wherever you were listening to this podcast. Yeah. And this because this podcast was... To Mike Minimum. Yay!